What's up, everybody? Allergy season is upon us. Uh, I'm struggling, drowning in papers, um, allergies all over the place. Double bonus back in the studio this week. You know, NBA playoffs are in full swing. Jackson, how's it feel to be back, man? It feels great. It it has. It's been, been a, a break. It's been a break for us. Yeah, it's been uh, a while. Viewers don't really know about it, uh, but it's been a break. Uh, I guess they do know about it. They haven't heard from us in a while, but we've been on a break. So double bonus is back right now. Jackson, we are back. Um, I'm currently drowning in papers, and I have like two weeks till school's left or till school's out for me, and then I'll be officially in my senior year um, of college. So I'm just super pumped for that to be over with. Um, papers suck. You're a high school teacher. You ever graded a paper before? Oh, I grade tons of papers. Like, like a written paper? Yeah, written paper. No, I teach math. We don't. Oh, okay, I was, I was figuring. I thought you were a math teacher. So I was like, there's. Uh, I want to know if Jackson's basically ever seen a paper that just had like I don't care written all over this. I've definitely just seen people write their name <laughs> on a test and turn it in. So, so similar things, but just with math. Um, I actually like. I tend to do. I do like writing papers. I like the research part of papers. Like research papers, I can get into. But like, if I feel like I'm just repetitively writing a book review, that that sucks. But uh, if you're a college person that listens to this, let me know what you're struggling with right now to end your semester. Um, crazy story about today, personal life story. I went to six different stores looking for a plain sweatshirt. Like my birthday was this weekend, you know, I got a little bit of cash. And I was like, you know, I really want a plain sweatshirt. The one I have on is, is currently what I bought. But um, I went to like, me and Jackson live in like a pretty, like we live in a good town. Like, you know, we got some good selection stores. Like we got a Hibbets, a Dunham's, like a couple sports stores, um, like, I even checked out Ross. I was like, bro, y'all got a hoodie in here? Like, a plain hoodie? Like, I'm literally, I'm willing to pay, like, anywhere from 80 to 8 bucks for this hoodie. <laughs> like, I just want a plain hoodie. I don't care what the brand is. And I found one hoodie in Dunham's, and it was, like, Under Armour. And I was like, uh, like, maybe. I don't know. The graphic's a little big on it. I don't, I'm really not about logos. Like, I just want something simple. Ended up going to Kohl's and finding a hoodie. So, if you're looking for a plain hoodie <laughs> and you live around me in Jackson, go to Kohl's because they hooked me up. I paid probably way too much money for it but i'm back i got a new hoodie on i'm excited to be back in the studio let's jump right into the nba playoffs jackson what's your thoughts so far so far i mean it seems like things are going pretty standard except for the nets which i'm sure we'll dive into what's going on with the nets here soon but i mean it's been it's been fun to watch it, the game's been really physical which i know people think that's playoff basketball i wish it was a little cleaner but mm-hmm. i mean right. overall i mean every year i feel like the nba playoffs I don't. I don't watch a ton of regular season games. I'll watch games here and there, but NBA playoffs. I usually start to really. I, I really drill into it because I watch like you. I watch here and there, and then um, yeah, I, I get super into the playoffs. So give me give me your thoughts so far. Then get like series wise. What are you thinking so far right now? The Nets Celtics series is three zero, and mm-hmm. I don't think that series is even close to being over. Really? No, I don't. Wow. I think that game that series goes at least six games. No I, way. I still think it goes no six games. Way. Even though it seems like the Nets might be falling apart. You take um, into consideration that they've been leading late into three. What's what's going on with the Nets, though? Like, like game, game decision-wise, I mean, I know that um, – like, is it a matter of, like, the Celtics were just – 
underrated or the Nets were overrated? Which one do you think it falls more on? I think the Celtics were underrated. I, I mean, would, I, I think would, that yeah, I didn't. I, fall, I probably fall there too. I feel like it wasn't until this playoffs I really realized how much of a baller Jalen Brown is, and I mean Jason Tatum the same way. Yeah, Jalen Brown is like very much like a Chris Middleton uh, caliber. Like he'll he can he can provide the stats, uh, some of the stats that keep you in the game. Yeah, um, that you don't really look at the most. Um, the Raptors and Sixers series. What do you think about there? It's over. It's over. Yeah, it's over. yeah that up. one wraps up tonight. Uh, me and Jackson are recording this right now. Currently, four thirty-four Monday, uh, Central Time. So the Seventy Sixers and Raptors series we think wraps up tonight. Uh, Jazz and Mavericks. Um, we haven't talked about this yet. What do you think about Donovan Mitchell? He out. Yeah, he's done. He out. Two losses is enough, even if you win this series against the Mavericks without <laughs> Luca. I I I don't think that. I still don't think they're going to win this series. I think really? I think the Mavericks are going to win. And Dallas is seven, favored to win so. tonight because I think Luca is Luca back tonight. Luca's back. Luca played Game Four. He did play Game Four. Okay. Yep. Um, I completely dropped Game Four on that whole series, and I like checked my phone, and I was like, for those of you that don't know, like I said, I've been in college papers, so like my sports world has just been completely compromised to like catching the last inning of baseball games and watching the first basketball game that comes on at six and then grinding papers until like 11 o'clock. So anyone that knows that grind knows the life I'm living right now. So I've missed games here and there. Um, but good. The, it's good to see, um, good to see as a, is a big Jason Tatum supporter. Slew guy. love to see what he's doing right now in the playoffs. Um, I really hope the Celtics can close it out tonight. I would love just, just to be over as soon as possible. Um, just cause it's funnier as a LeBron fan, because all year long, I just kept saying like, you know, like he's 37 getting ready to be 38. Like, can we chill out? You know, like just a little bit, like, I know it's a bad year, but like, why don't you guys shoot all this hate at Kevin Durant? And I was saying that during the summer Olympics when I was like, yo, if anybody needs to get the hate right now, it's Kevin Durant. And then he barely carried them to a gold medal and everybody's like, Katie, number one on the planet, blah, 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 blah. And now, like, the Nets are getting ready to get eliminated by the same team that LeBron beat, given, obviously, more experience, because um, that was, you know, five years ago. Yeah. But, I mean, I do get the whole point of, like, KD's the same age LeBron was. These guys are a little older, but KD has literally Kyrie and pretty um, better better pieces around him than LeBron had in 2018 when LeBron did it. I just think about the Nets leading in three of the games in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think they could rattle off three straight wins right here against the Celtics. Yeah, which is true. It's not like they haven't been completely out of a game yet. Which exactly. is why, like, if you're a betting person, you don't you don't look at this game and you, you just don't put any money around this game because, like you're saying, like, they've been so close yep. that it's just not. I wouldn't feel comfortable there with either side. There could be one of two things show up for the Brooklyn Nets. They're either going to say, well, let's pack our bags and go on summer vacation, or they could come out and make a statement and try to try to win some games and get back in the series. Yeah, so. last night, uh, the biggest thing uh, was for me was the answer by the Heat. I think that the Heat respond very well to adversity just because of the uh, – I think because of Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler, like they're just very much guys that respond very well to adversity and always have, um, especially in big games. And they, they get – you know, I don't think they get enough credit for that. Yeah. Um, Kyle Lowry, especially Jimmy Butler underneath him, same thing. And I knew when the Hawks beat him, I was like, oh, let's go. Heat, heat taking an easy one, an easy, easy second one in Atlanta. I'll actually be in Atlanta in a couple weeks. And, you know, somewhere a long time ago, I thought maybe I'd be able to catch a playoff game there. Not going to happen because that series is going to end tomorrow night. Um, the biggest shock to me, 
Um, obviously not a shock because Devin Booker's out, but it's the shock that CP3 has struggled against as much as he has against the Pelicans, which leaves us with the question of what does that series look like the rest of this week? Yeah, and I think that that series and Devin Booker coming back and if the Suns can hold on has a lot to do with how the rest of the playoffs play out. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they can hold on and get Devin Booker back in two to three weeks, they have a legitimate chance to win an NBA Finals. If they I mean, obviously, if they lose to the Pelicans, it's over. But right, I mean, it's just it's it's much more than just trying to win this series. You're trying to hold on while your superstar's out and hope that he can come back. I think like like looking at a gosh, I just like I really don't understand. I really don't understand how the Suns are struggling. Like I've obviously I've, I've watched the games and I see they're struggling, but I can't figure out. I mean, it obviously just goes to show how much Devin Booker means to this team. Um, and we've we've known that ever since he, you know, knocked down that shot against the Lakers back in the bubble, and everybody was like, whoa, Devin Booker's here. Um, but, I mean, it really does go to show who the backbone of that franchise is, and the Suns from now on have to pay him the amount of money that they're going to have to for the rest of his career, pending he stays healthy, obviously. Um, but this is the first injury he's had that's kept him out in a remarkable time, but also – He's in the remarkable time, you know, since the second year. So we'll see how that plays out. Really interested to see how the Grizzly and Timberwolves series plays out. It's been a lot of fun to watch. I, we kind of knew it would be. Um, I was there. Um, I was one of those defenders for the Timberwolves when they uh, beat the Clippers. You know, I stood up and I was like, hey, let's calm the hate down because when a city wins a wild card game, that's like a big deal. Like, you know, like baseball yeah. and uh play-in games or whatever like this playing tournament you know you win the playing tournament like let's celebrate a little bit let's have some fun and the tournament have done that and that's how they've made a series tied with a young team that could make mistakes that they've made in the Grizzlies so tell me what you think the rest of that series looks like Jackson I think it all depends on game five if the Timberwolves lose I think winner of game five wins the series and yeah, I know that's very it common tend, yeah it, it usually does tend to fall away tell me why you think that though I think that if the Timberwolves can't I don't see them winning two straight right here. I think they have to win the game game five at Memphis in order to win the series. And I think that's totally possible, but I think that has to happen in order to win the series. I don't see them taking game six at home and then stealing game seven on the road. I just don't see that happening for them. Um, I think Memphis wins a close one. Um, I think game five tomorrow night's going to be super close. Um, they're favored by six and a half. I bet it comes down to... It'll be a fourth quarter game for sure, um, as most of them have. Uh, I mean, we've got looking back, we've got you know, uh, the I love when a series spreads out the way this one does because it causes it causes the most interesting statistics to start coming into play. So like you had uh, Timberwolves win the first one at Memphis, they lose the second one by a lot at Memphis. So like then you're like, okay, you know, what kind of Timberwolves team are we getting here? but you're getting a wild card Timberwolves team. Like, that's exactly who you're getting. And then they lose again, but then they win again. Like, just when you think, okay, two to one, you know, Grizzlies going to roll it over. Um, I think Grizzlies, color me, color me crazy, but here's what I think this series looks like. Grizzlies, Grizzlies win game five. Timberwolves win game six. Timberwolves win game seven. That would be crazy. Because, because that is as crazy as it would get. But in this series, as I've been watching, any time that I'm like, it's over, I look at it, there's one person since the, since the Clippers game that I've been like, this, this dude's insane, 
This cat is insane, except his name's not Cat. His name is Anthony Edwards. He wasn't a wild cat. He was a bulldog. Anthony Edwards is, in fact, one of the more impressive guards I've seen um, that was predicted to be good. Like, I've seen a D'Angelo Russell, and I've seen um, some guys. I've seen, I've seen Jason Tatum. I've seen Luka. I've seen Anthony Edwards offer something, just like all those guys, a little different that you can't exactly pinpoint, but his his is the clutch gene. His is like Anthony Edwards is like here to control the series, and I think the Timberwolves are going to take it. I hate to say that because I would like to see John Morant do some amazing things, but John Morant hasn't been as dominant as I w- have wanted him to be. He's not even leading his team in points um, for this series, and right now he is averaging um, – <clears throat> I'm sorry. He is averaging – was it 16, I think? Um, but I mean, it's just been, it's been a weird, it's been such a weird, such a weird playoffs and so interesting, but that's what I like. I like the Wolves. I'm here for it. I don't like Pat Bev, but I'm here for it. Um, now scooting on to the funny thing that we haven't really talked about yet is Ben Simmons. How do you feel about Ben Simmons sitting out? Who cares? I don't think he <laughs> offers anything for the Brooklyn Nets. I know people say he's going to play the Draymond role. We've never even seen him do that. So, I mean, I, I don't think him playing or not playing has much impact on the series at all. Okay, like, I remember we talked about, like, when he got traded, remember? And we were like, Is, are they better if he just doesn't play? And at this point, like, just shut up and, like, let it go. Like, just the man's not going to play. Don't make him play. He's not that good. Um, he's a baby. And right now he's causing off-the-court controversy in a series. Like, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm, like, I'm taking no noise. I'm, like, I'm not taking questions about Ben. It's not my business. Um, because, because truthfully, um, Kevin Durant has done really well with the media recently. I thought I've listened to a lot of stuff he's talked about, and he's basically answered a lot of questions, like, straightforward and just been like, you know, like, I'm here to play basketball, and I'm here to do my job, and I'm here to do the ABC which I always have a lot of respect for. Um, and he's been real respectful in the way that he's answered things. And uh, if I was him, I'm all behind him just coming like, look, like Ben don't want to play. Ben don't want to play. I'm going to do my thing and let's roll. I mean, we talked about it. Like they're probably better without Ben at this point. So all that he's doing right now is causing off-the-court drama. And you need to get you need to win one game, like a desperation game like tonight, obviously, and put find a crack in the Celtics that you can start to – expose um, but right now you haven't done that you've just been getting embarrassed so literally don't even let Ben Simmons show up to the arena you just you take his pass away and you don't let him through the front you don't let him through the front gates Ben Simmons reminds me of the kind of guy that would have been dominant in like the 90s where I mean people didn't shoot like they do now right. I mean there's not right. a single super like elite superstar in the NBA mm-hmm. that can't at least shoot a little bit Right, and so I don't know really what he offers to the game of basketball. In that's really why that's really why you see um, the era of KD, Chris Paul, and LeBron. Um, that's that's the mix in the playoffs we have right now. Is those two eras are in full clash because the era of you have to make the three ball to win games, and the era of I can still drop like Demar Rosen said, I can still drop forty points inside. Good for you, dude, but you just lost the series. So like, you know. Giannis is part of the age where, like, Giannis knows, like, I'm in this era where if I don't got guys on my team or I can't knock down one or two three balls, like, we're going home. 
and the two different generations are cracking against each other right now, and that's the playoffs. When you look at the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, that is a full that is a full front of like that whole like that whole series right now is younger generation and it's just literally a younger generation series. Like it's the young gen series, Gen X, Gen Z, whatever. Like everyone's knocking down the three ball. That's why it's two and two. Like it's Hawks struggling, um, obviously, because they have literally no inside game over um, a great defender, Bam Adebayo, who kind of got jipped out of a defensive player of the year, which we might talk about a little bit later. But um, the Heat, they know how to knock down the three ball, and they're they're fine. They feel comfortable. They're like, nobody's talking about us. Cool. We'll see you next round when we knock off whoever else you want to, we, you know, whoever else we're playing against. But Jackson, tell me what you think, like, bold. Any any bold predictions going into um, these last these last few games? My my boldest prediction that I have this is why I, I was talking with my kids at school. My hottest take for the playoffs is that <coughs> the Net Celtics series will see a game six or seven. Oh my god! That's my hottest take I have. I might not let you live that down if they lose. You tonight. you you might have to. Yeah, I'm I might okay have with to that. Bring it back up to you. Yeah, I'm okay with um, that. I'm staying away from the game. I will watch it, but I'm staying away from it. So let's let's talk about real quick, like the grand scheme of things. Um, okay, so in the West, it's two and two, two and two, three and one, two and two, and in the East, we're three and one, three and one, three and one, three and zero, oh. um, which is just kind of wild. I think it goes to show um, the competition level is definitely a little higher. I would say that the Pelicans one, you could maybe say, is a little faulty. Yeah. Um, but I also think you could say the Denver Golden State series has been a little faulty. I know that I have thought Golden State is a dangerous team, and um, I've been saying for a while, you know, they're going to the finals. They're, I think they're, they are the only old team that can play the younger style of game and outrun some of these young guns and play that that three ball. And um, they started obviously it. because they are the you know they are the origin of that. I, I, I knew they would handle Denver, um, especially with the Jamal Murray injury. It, it separated the guard play. I think Memphis and Minnesota um, are going to see – I think true colors come out, whoever – I said Minnesota, so I say Minnesota comes out. I think true colors come out that round. So, like, I've got – in the sense of a bracket, I've got Golden State taking out Memphis. I've got Dallas uh, taking out Phoenix. So I've got like Dallas and Golden State in the conference finals, and then I've got Golden State in the finals. And coming out of the East, I've got uh, the Heat beating the 76ers. That's my big storyline um, because the 76ers' hate will be incredible. And then I've got the Bucks um, beating Boston coming out to play Miami. However, I don't just say Bucks beating Boston lightly. I think that that's a seven-game series. Oh, yeah. I think that that's going to be, out of the second round, that will be the biggest. Um, I know I've been looking forward to it, and since um, the Bulls lost yesterday, um, sadly being from Illinois, you know, in some capacity you kind of want to root for the Bulls, but they're just, they're not there. They're not a playoff team. I mean, they are, but, you know, they're not because they've won one game. But props to them, you won one game. So congratulations, see you next year. But, I'm excited to see the Milwaukee-Boston series. I truly am. I think it's a seven-game barn burner. I think that Miami may make it a quick round against the 76ers. I think it might be at a 4-2, to two, maybe even a 4-1. Uh, but then we'll have Miami and Milwaukee rematch Eastern Conference Finals. The Bucks go to the finals, play Golden State. Bucks win it all. Giannis MVP is how I think that plays out. 
Any idea how's it play, how does it play out for you right now, Jackson, from what you've seen? Right now, the thing that um, I think has been a big shock to me is how good the Golden State Warriors are. And we kind of breezed over it. They look phenomenal. I feel like I haven't watched a Golden State game like excited and actually wanted them to win since before KD was there. Mm-hmm. And I, Jordan Poole is impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy is impressive. As <laughs> as a young buck, I mean, I was like, you know, I've heard people talk about Jordan Jordan Poole, <coughs> most improved player of the right. year. I was not expecting him to be that good in the playoffs, you know. So I I think that the the Warriors make it to the finals, and I think the Bucks make it to the finals as well. And that series is a toss-up. I previously said Phoenix, mm-hmm. but – after seeing Golden State in, in this round against Denver, I just feel like they are going to be a really tough out. What do you think? I mean, what do you think? Like, the I mean, um, what do you think has been the biggest pivotal point of that series? Like, why Denver has failed? Uh, they don't have the guards to keep up. I mean, mm-hmm. Jokic is is fine, and we've talked about him before. He I and mean, he's he's great. I mm-hmm. mean, but is he is he really going to be good enough? To win you a playoff series, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, he he tries to play like a LeBron role, mm-hmm. but much slower in. Well, not and as you strong. don't have a shooter, and you're playing a team right now that has one game, and has not shot under thirty-two percent from three-point line, and no. their three wins, they're over forty percent from the three-point line. So um, I think it takes a real athletic team to beat this Golden State team. I am, uh, I'm in on the Bucks to win it all, but I can say that confidently. Um, I would be terrified for the Bucks to play Golden State. Does that actually come down to that? Uh-huh. You know, because because I think um, I do like the way that the Bucks could size up on the perimeter against them, but I think that there's some little key, some key uh, factors that could come out within that series. Because you know, as you get a little deeper in the playoffs, you start discovering matchups a little better. Who matches up against who better? And I would be curious to see how that plays out. I also don't know who they're going to match up with Giannis. I know that you know you've got some big men. On that roster, I think Draymond um, would just try to bully him for seven games. I think games. Draymond also would try to try to do something, but I think that Giannis is like, I think that Draymond could have done that two years ago. I don't know if Draymond can do that now and actually pull off the actual. He he's balled up on Jokic. I will say that like the defense on Jokic has been phenomenal. Um, if you've watched any sports coverage, you've seen that defense. And the difference between um, Jokic and Giannis is, aside from skill level and athleticism. Mm-hmm. Giannis is a seasoned champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's yeah. a lot to the be said for that. Is there, the experience is there, like being there before. Um, that's really big. So, like, Giannis has seen the mountaintop as well as some of these Golden State guys have. The one thing I think that makes it a little different is how Draymond would have to play Giannis around the perimeter for seven games because I don't think that series gets any shorter than six or seven. Yeah. And I think if you're Giannis, you go, all right, big dog, you want to play me? Come guard me out here on the three-point line then, and I'm just going to drive. All, like I'm just going to run you over, and if I physically have to go down, I will physically take you down with me. Yeah. Like if my team loses this series, neither of us will be on the floor to see it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that Giannis is like, I'm big and bad enough to do that. And he is because he's scary. And ever since I've been like a sophomore in high school, I've been like, oh my goodness, this guy's literally, they call him the Greek freak because he's literally a freak of nature. And so that is period his name. I think one thing about the Warriors is, I mean, they have all this individual talent and the way they shoot the ball and the way, you know, everything. But the way that they play as a team is absolutely incredible basketball. I mean, Mm -hmm. the ball is constantly moving. Players are constantly moving. And you don't see that a ton in the NBA. And I think that's what really makes them, hard to guard is how they move the ball and how they move their players around. What do you think about uh what do you think about Trey Young taking the fine for uh 
for the body armor drink. Did you see this? I did not. So Trey Young, you know, he had the body armor cup up on the table or like like the full bottle. And they're like, yo, uh, Trey, you're going to have to move that. Like, you're going to take the fine. And he quote unquote said, I'll just take the fine. You a body armor guy or are you a Gatorade guy? I'm a, I'm a big body armor guy right now. So are you taking the are you taking the fine for body armor? Over a Gatorade? Probably not. I what? mean, I'd take. I just uh, drink it. it. Here's the difference. I'll take a body armor like as a casual. <laughs> you know, it's just a Saturday afternoon. I'm going to play golf. If I'm in a basketball game, give me the Gatorade. I don't even want the body armor at that point. Well, like okay, like I just hate Gatorade, and it actually has like some stuff in it that's straight up like not good for you. So, um, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I'm just more of a big body armor guy. So I take the body armor. What's, what's your favorite? body? I was going to say, what's your flavor? What's your flavor? <laughs> big fan of the Kobe one right now. Really? Strawberry and grape. Really? Phenomenal. Okay. I go with the strawberry banana. Have been since it came out. I used to be fruit punch, but I drank that one so much that it just like kind of made me sick. I actually might go to Kroger after this and pick up like a little six pack. You had the Gatorade one or the Kobe one? Yeah. I've had it before. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm just not as a fruity guy. I like a little bit more smooth and subtle and okay. sweet. Um, but no, huge body armor guy. I'm with Trey. I would have took the fine. I would have been like, man, it's just a playoff game. Don't talk to me. I'm going to keep this body armor right here and take the $10,000 fine. Also, Gatorade's straight trash, bro. I just can't drink Gatorade. <laughs> Gatorade is so whack. Like, it's been around. Like, I was honestly butthurt in college basketball, like, right before COVID. Like, they got on the body armor phase. They're like, yo, we got the body armor, like, thing here at the end of the bench, you know. And then we went back to, like, Gatorade this year. Then it was in full swing. And I was like, man, that's kind of whack. Like, like, this isn't Powerade, bro. Like, body armor's good. And That's it's facts. literally better. It's. L- I had a dentist. Here's the story of why I hate Gatorade. I had a dentist tell me the reason I lost a... So, I had a baby tooth that would not come out, all right? And I had a big tooth underneath it. And I drank a lot of Gatorade. My mom didn't have let me have any soda when I was younger, like, especially playing sports. And so, during soccer season, I mean, I just downed Gatorades, all right? And I took this Gatorade, and... I was drinking it all the time, like the regular ones, not the G2. So, like, I'll, I'll give him that. I was drinking, like, the regular Gatorades. And he said, like, the sugars and the stuff that are in it was getting up underneath that tooth, rotted my adult tooth out before I was even, like, able to have it. So I never forgave Gatorade for that, and that's why I'm a body armor guy. End of story. It's probably because you were drinking, like, lemon lime or something. No, nah, <laughs> man. I was drinking, like, the blue raspberry one. I was drinking, like, the good ones. I like the good flavors. But um, speaking of blue, What's up with the What's up with the Blue Bloods this week, Jackson? Lots of news. Lots of news in college basketball. We haven't been back to talk about it. I mean, tons. It was a great um, week for me. Let's start with retirement. Coach K got his got his pup. They sent him on his way. John Shire uh, kicked his uh, nephew, whoever it was, off the team. You see that? Uh-uh. Told the dude to scram, get out of here, <laughs> cut him. Love to see that. Clean. You got a clean house, man. You got it. You can't have a Shashevsky in the building. You just you got a clean house. You know you got to get the bacteria out. Tell me what's up with North Carolina right now. How are you feeling? Oh, returning four starters from a national <coughs> championship team. I mean, I could I could, Caleb Love made the announcement yesterday, putting back on the baby blue Jordan set on back. I mean, it was I'm excited to get Carolina back in action. I mean, do you think do you think it's another um you think it's another run or like do you think how do you feel about all of them coming back? So I'm I'm really excited to get all of our all of our guys back. I hope that the tournament made us realize we're actually a good basketball team and that we don't have another regular season like last year because last year's regular season was just not great. So hopefully that can really change things. I respect that. I respect that. Um, 
How about uh, Jay Wright retiring? That's that was sad. Kind of sad for the game. Of Jay basketball. Wright did it the right way too. I almost feel like that was a little bit of a a nod a at Coach K. Like I also think it was a stab because I think I think probably last year, you know, with Gillespie, he's like, ah, oh, this might be this might be it for me. And his wife's like, you know, are you gonna announce it for a season? He's like, no, probably not. I'll probably just do what everyone else does and just go out like a normal head yep. coach. Um, but no. Props to him. Great career for him. And we talked um, about it on the impressive. podcast. We love Jay Wright. I Big mean, Jay Wright guy. Yeah. Love Jay. Uh, love listening to some of his interviews, coaching coaching style. I thought he's always done a phenomenal job with his kids and the program. So, uh, obviously, it doesn't get any much better than, I'm sorry, but the legendary bang and then knocking down that shot against North Carolina. I know that that hurts. Uh, I've yep. been there. I've been there before. But in the side news, I have been living in a dark hole for a couple months as many of you may know um ever since kentucky got beat by the saint peter's peacocks and so i've just been living in a hole until until this man god's not done with you oscar you're coming back to kentucky baby you've got more work to do so do you severe wheeler you're back and you have a lot more work to do than oscar Toshibwe. i'm so excited that oscar Toshibwe will be back in the kentucky blue Mostly because anyone out there can't hate. No hate, please. Um, and actually, I have some interesting Kentucky stuff that is more mainstream sports news than it is Kentucky news. Because um, I'm a Kentucky fan, so that's why we're going to talk about this. But Oscar coming back, Kentucky has not had this in a long time. Ever yeah. had a player been like, I'm returning. Oscar was like, yo, I'm not a lottery pick. I'm not leaving. Like, I got more work to do. Like, God said he's not done with me here. Huge supporter of Oscar and his faith and everything. He's such a great guy. Um, I follow him very closely on all social media platforms. I love Oscar. Uh, last Christmas, I did a, uh, a, a cam cameo thing with him, and he wished my grandpa a uh, Merry Christmas. And so, like, my whole family, we are huge Oscar Chiway supporters. Super hyped about Severe Wheeler returning. Concrete blocks in Kentucky's program uh, for last year comes back. Um, and now there's a storyline already building for them, which is big. Um, guys that have played in the SEC, guys that also got upset in March in the worst way possible. So, like, looking looking at the big picture, we have some big picture uh, building blocks for March, which is what you need. Um, as you know, um, because you're a North Carolina fan, you know it takes stuff like that, like with Baycott mm-hmm. and Wheeler and Leaky Black and Love and those guys. <clears throat> Wheeler and Toshiba fit into those. To, I mean, and I told you this when we were watching it. I was like, I mean, you could have took out Kentucky and put in North Carolina, and the DNA was very similar. Like, you had a Baycott. We had a Toshibwe. You guys had a Caleb Love. We had a Severe Wheeler. Ours just got all off on the wrong page at the wrong time. Now, enough of the Kentucky news. Let me give you guys, and this will be, be real interesting here. So, I've been doing lots of research on the Shaden Sharp thing for Kentucky, you know, because he's gone. He's, he's declaring for the draft. without He hasn't hired an agent yet, so he's still, the door's still open. Yep. Calipari said the door's still open. And I was like, what do you mean? He's, he's declared. You know, he's, he's done. He has no interest. He didn't play for us this year. Let's, let's start digging up some dirt. Let's see what's going on here. So I start reading through stuff. I'm going through Twitter feeds. I'm going through articles. And I found the ESPN article talked about, you know, uh, it wasn't Shefty, but it was, it was another college basketball guy um, reported that at the, uh, when Ty Ty got hurt at the end of the year for Kentucky, um, before he came back, they were like, you know, uh, Shaden was like, I'm down to play, coach. And Calipari was like, if your parents are down to let you play, let's play. Like, let's go. Let's suit you up. And before the decision got made that he was going to keep sitting, right, um, 
Cal Perry wanted him to play. Parents want him to play. He kind of thinks he wants to play. The advisor, okay, not manager, advisor for Shaden advised that he not play. So he doesn't play. He sits, the family and him, they all agree, okay, next year. Advisor is the one that's, you know, I've got you right now in uh, Portland. I've got you right now. The Pacers at five in the draft. We're looking at all these things. I'm starting to think, I've come to this conclusion, Jackson. Okay, here's my conclusion. He is feeding Shaden just a massive amount of hoopla. And I don't even say this as a Kentucky fan. Like, if I was looking at this outside perspective, you're a manager. You don't have any high clients. So Shaden's your first one. You need to make money, right? You want to make money, so you're taking Shaden. You're kind of forcing. You're kind of forcing him into these these trainings, all this stuff. Um. And did you also just get that text? Did you just get a text? Oh, I just got a text. We'll talk about it in the podcast. That was kind of funny. So Shaden, sorry, sorry viewers. Well, I'll 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 let you know that that was a creepy text message to get. It was about a COVID nineteen vaccine. So we'll talk about that later. That was wild. So Shaden basically. Back to the advisor story. The advisor gets um, him into these camps, you know, and declaring for the draft, but he won't hire him as a manager. He's still his advisor. And so I think basically what's what's happening is Cal Perry and the parents are on the same side, and Shaden wants the money, but he also is having trouble of, like, letting go. He wants to let go and become a superstar because that's what the advisor is telling him. But the parents in Cal Perry are like, dude, you need to be careful with this guy you've got in your corner. It's kind of starting to get a little sketchy with the stuff he's doing around you. You know, like there's still money to be made at college if you're wanting to make money. Like if that's a big deal to you, there's money to be made here. Toshiba's been doing it. Um, but it's starting to get a little sketchy with what his advisor's been doing. So that's the bottom line of that story. I'm going to be very curious to see how it plays out because Cal Perry on Sunday said the Shaden Sharp door is not closed. Um, because there has been low contact between him and the university in the last two, three weeks. Cal Perifine came out and said they're going to start clearing the air, and this story's not over. So I'll be curious to see how that turns out, um, because I think Cal Perry wants what's best always for his players. I think always. that also um, a lot of these guys coming back shows why allowing college basketball players to make money was such a great decision. Because, I mean – I don't. I don't think Caleb Love comes back if he can't make some kind of finances at Carolina. I don't know if Oscar Tashiwe comes back if he can't make right. some kind of finances at Kentucky. <coughs> Absolutely, they'd sign for a first round minimum of um, you know, two mil and say, right because they just couldn't afford it. Right, exactly. Like, like Oscar, like his family is in. You know, they're overseas and he he sends a lot of. I'm assuming of what he has over to them. Um, yeah. I don't, obviously, I'm not like his manager. I don't have exact dollar amounts, <laughs> but. I know that I know that he does send a lot of his money. He talks about it. His, his lots of his income goes towards his family. Uh, side note of the funny, creepy text message I just got. I was told um, that basically my COVID nineteen shot is ready for me whenever I'm ready. And I have, I was like, what? And so I click on it, and it's like a link for a real sketchy website. So if you get a text about getting a COVID nineteen shot today, uh, don't click on it. Don't <laughs> click on it because. The location was wild, and it's like a two-hour away location, and I'm just not down to go get kidnapped. So, yeah, be careful if you get a text about uh, something that you don't know about. Other than that, Jackson, college football spring games going on. I'm a college football guy. Not as big as um, college basketball, but I do like some college football. Not as big college football fan as I am an NFL fan. NFL storylines today, Baker 
Nobody's interested. What do you think? No, no surprise. I mean, it's been, I think it's been the storyline for a while, and I feel I feel bad for the guy. I mean, as a Browns fan, he did go back to Oklahoma though. Like I, you can tell, like Oklahoma, like they feel bad for him. They had him back home for the spring game. They're like, come back home, Baker. We love so you here, still, let's, buddy. Let's talk about that for a second. They gave <coughs> they gave Baker Mayfield a statue, and it's not a good looking statue. It's awful. The poor guy cannot win right now. The statue looks nothing like Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Not a single NFL team wants him. He just had surgery, and I feel bad. He is at a career low, and he's had some career lows. I I just I just feel bad for him right now. I want somebody to give him. I want to I want him to succeed. That's how I felt about Mitchell Trubisky, and I'm not even a Bears fan, but I was like, golly, poor Mitch. Like, I think he got tossed in the gutter a lot sooner than he deserved. Um, I hope Baker ends up with but, the Steelers, even though they're in division. I mean, I feel like that could be the best situation for him. Um, but I'm I'm also excited. We've got um, NFL draft super getting super close at this point. Getting super close at this point. Um, I'm most excited to see um, what happens with um, uh, the Cowboys. I don't know what they're going to do in the first round. Which I'm like, we'll see if you can impress me again. You've impressed me in the draft. That's about the only time you impress me is in the <laughs> draft. Let's see if. Whatever. Um, the other thing is the 49ers. I think they're in an interesting position. I think that the Panthers are in an interesting position, yeah. obviously, with Kenny Pickett. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. Sorry, I can't wait to see what happens with Debo. I saw that that video of him the other night at, uh, at some club or something, and like yep. he's having fun, and some guy has a, a billboard like in his hand that says, like, Debo's staying, and he like looked at the camera and he went, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not staying. So that'll be really interesting, but I'm a huge fancy football guy. So the fact that the NFL draft is almost here gives me hope of like, oh, the NFL draft almost here. Coverage is the 28th, so actually this Thursday. And then right after that, I can start planning my fancy football team. It's just such an exciting time for me. Um, because like really the off season for me for sports is pretty much – June, like June is a good off season for me. I get done with school, you know, and then I just kind of vibe and I'm like watching baseball. I'm starting to do a little more research about what's coming up the next year with a lot of my teams and a lot of these players I'm following and stuff. So June is kind of like my off season. So I'm super excited for June to get here. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way. Once once the NBA finals ends, it's kind of a, a low spot for sports where there's no football and there's no basketball. But I've started watching a Cardinal baseball game about every night, so I'm starting to get back well, into that little stretch. You must just be absolutely bored out of your mind. Yeah, that's pretty. Um, because yeah. I try to watch baseball all the time because I like baseball. I like the idea of baseball. I like the idea of watching baseball. I just, when it comes down to it, the only reason I watch baseball is just the hope of something funny happening. <laughs> and it really does maybe once a game. But, like, the reason I like baseball at all, and I bet, like, a bunch of our viewers can relate to this, is, like, I like, I like like hearing or listening or seeing like the one little funny thing that happens or like, like the signs. Like I like watching how like just kind of the managers manage throughout the game. I very rarely ever care about the gameplay. I'm just way more into, and that's why I like going to baseball games. I love going to baseball games because it's literally just so much of like, the little things here and there, you know. Um, and the hot dogs. And the hot dogs, man. You can't beat you can't beat a ballpark Frank. I'm just kidding. I hate ballpark Franks. They suck. 
Um, but I, I do get down with the ballpark environment. Uh, if, if you've ever been to Bush Stadium, they used to have this thing called Dinger's Donuts. Phenomenal. They were like deep fried miniature donuts. They were the best. Post COVID, they did not survive. Massive L, but they still have the sign. So it's just, it's truly a tragedy anytime I pass by it when I'm at the stadium. It's like right behind home plate. Massive L. Massive L for the St. Louis Cardinals organization. But the Cardinals are fine right now. I've kept up with them. I'm more in on the NBA playoffs. Like I said, I spend most of my time writing a paper, turning around, watching five minutes of a game, starting another paper. All my life has consisted of for two weeks, opening up, opening up a Google document, starting to type. And half the time, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm typing. But here I am. Jackson, we're going to take a quick breather, and then we're going to be back with, can you guess? Shooting two. Shooting two. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Shooting two. Facing Jackson. Jackson, you're at the line. Give me your two. So my first shot, I'm taking an easy one. I'm saying the Warriors close out the series against the Nuggets Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Game five, it's over. Okay. okay. I, I don't see – I'm surprised it's even going to see a game five, honestly. But it, it that series is over. <coughs> they said they said last night the organization sees the Warriors as beatable. No. I don't, but yeah, they <laughs> must they must not be watching. Yeah, they, I don't know what game they're watching, but they're yeah. not watching the same game. The, yeah, they watching. must be having like replays or something. I think it must be like they're watching two K Sims because yeah. the other night I saw them figure it out, but I was like, oh, this is a frustrated like Warriors team that's ready to go the next round is what it looked like. So they'll take care of business with their veterans. And then for my second shot, I'm going to take a little bit of a mm, – I don't actually know if this is a, a favored pick or not. I'm going to take the Pelicans to win the series over the Suns. Without Devin Booker, I think that the Suns are going to just struggle to score. So I'm going to take the Pelicans. Brandon wow. Ingram's looked really good. Wow. I'm, t- I'm going to take the Pelicans wow. in, the, in the first round. I respect that. We're both one for two. So, so going into my two shots, I'm going to take uh, – for those of you who don't know, shooting two segment, me and Jackson take two two sports takes um, each week, and then we see just on Twitter, we'll let you know how we did. You let us know how bad we were, whatever. Um, I'm going to take, first one, I'm going to take uh, 76ers to win. They're going to cover by eight and a half. Big, they're going to win big. Um, and I'm going to take Joel Embiid specifically. So I'm not taking a specific easy one, and I'm not taking a specific like hard one. I'm going to take two midi- mediocre mid-game shots. I'm going to take they they cover by eight and a half, 76ers win, and um, I'm going to take Joel Embiid scores over 26 points. So it's like a, it's like a mediocre. Like they're both like okay. Like I see what you're getting at there. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with those two. I feel solid about them. Me and Jackson will be right back here in a minute. Thank you for shooting too. We're gonna close up shop on double bonus this week. Right after this. Jackson, let's wrap up with some uh, like some storylines right here in the NBA uh, before we knock it out. So uh, we got Simmons obviously not playing game four. Took the doctor's note. 
We got a Crusoe in a concussion protocol. Who cares? Uh, Grizz coach Jenkins fined 15000 for criticizing officials. Here's another one. In being fined for blasting officials after the Game 4 loss, uh, the Heat crashed the Hawks' uh, party in Game 4, and uh, hip issues sideline Raptors ban fleet for game. That kind of had a little bit to play in my uh, my uh, my my two shots, but the one that we're still haven't talked about on here, uh, Jalen Brunson, man. What do you think about Jalen? And he stepped up. I mean, mm-hmm. that uh, was that game three that he he no Luca, and he just yeah. he played great. I mean, he really did. Um, I thought you know within the series, uh, he's been he has been impressive. Um, he's obviously not like a season leader for them, uh, but within. Within their wins, he's been impressive. So let me let me dissect a little bit this here for our listeners. If you don't know Jalen Brunson, the 2018 Mavericks uh, first-round draft picked, starting to show um, his colors in Game 2. Dropped 41, went 15 for 25. Donovan Mitchell went 13 for 30. Uh, Brunson has had an uh, impressive performance in Utah, averaging 19. Um he has played um, all of the postseason games thus far. He's averaging um, he's averaging okay. He's at here's a Saturday uh, the opening game or sorry last Saturday opening game he dropped 24 in the loss by six to follow. He like you said came up big with the 41 point performance. Came up even bigger not with more than 41 points but an over 30 point performance which I would have loved to have seen like the bonus you got if you would have bet that Jalen Brunson was going to drop over 25 points again after that first game um shot well from the field um struggled in Luka's return in their loss on Saturday um shot 38 percent 23 points um which you know Anytime you get a guy like Luca back and you're leading scorer, you know, you, you're going to have a little bump in the road, whatever. But been super fun to watch him play in this series. And the Mavericks now have to have a question mark. Um, and lots of their ESPN storylines are basically like, you know, is Brunson a guy they got to keep? Uh, you know, massive free agency implications with him coming up, um, obviously. But. Super, super crazy what's going on there in that whole series, too. Uh, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell? Like, where do you think he lies? I know we kind of mentioned it. Yeah, I've talked about Mitchell before. He's he is um, he's a really good ball player. And I think early in the beginning of the show, we talked about Jalen Brown. And you said Jalen Brown plays kind of that Chris Middleton role where mm-hmm. he, can, he can hoop, he can ball, but he doesn't always have to. He can kind of say – you know, Jason Tatum, tonight's your night. I'm going to sit back here and have mm-hmm. my, my 15, my 20, you know. And I think that's that's what Donovan Mitchell needs mm-hmm. to be. Donovan Mitchell needs – he needs a Giannis. He needs, um, mm-hmm. he needs a Jokic. He needs an Embiid. He needs somebody else who can go and get it done on a consistent basis, and he just gets to be that extra – that cherry on the top that makes mm-hmm. you a champion, you know. Takes you from being, you know, what the Lakers were this year to not making the playoffs – to being what somebody like the Bucks are, where they I mean, have that one-two punch, where the one is a really hard punch, and then the two can be a hard punch. So mm-hmm. I I think that's what Donovan Mitchell needs to do, is he kind of needs to find a new team or a new superstar to play with him. Mm-hmm. 
I think that, and Donovan talked about it in his interview over in February, that basically he was like, I'm good. We're good here. There's there's not as much friction as people think uh, between me and Rudy. Um, uh, but I think that uh, he, he says a lot of it's overblown. Um, I don't think that we get maybe as much as how Rudy feels about how all of this has been handled. Uh, but Donovan's kind of playing it down. So I don't feel like maybe we're getting the whole story there. Um, I do think that the Jazz will make some moves, especially if you're a first-round exit to a team that was real banged up coming into the series like the Mavericks. Like, if you let <clears throat> if you let the Mavericks out of here, like, I mean, especially with a Devin Booker injury, you could be the reason, like, you, you could be the team that gives Dallas life to survive. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, like, with the Jalen Brunson story, like, you let a superstar emerge and you let Luka come back. Shame, shame, shame. Um, that you couldn't get it to 3-1. So that'll be something that they have to deal with um, as well as, you know, handling all these interpersonal conflicts in the offseason. Um, probably the biggest flop so far the NBA playoffs for me was um, really the fact that Denver couldn't do anything. Yeah. I kind of thought maybe Denver would put up a little bit more. Out of all the series, since all the series are 2-2, I would have expected Golden State to for sure. But if you had told me the three out of the four would have been tied up 2-2, I would have probably just said Dallas, Utah, Memphis, and Minnesota and left Phoenix off that list. But because of an injury, you know, that kind of flip-flops. But, no, we've got NBA playoffs. Man, yawning. Those papers are getting me, man. <laughs> we've got NBA playoffs. Super loaded. Super loaded schedule. Um, double bonus is now officially back from our spring break, I guess you could call it. Um, Jackson, how was your spring break? Oh, it was great. Got out on the golf course the first time the other day. I'm sure that went great. Oh, it was, I mean, the first three holes were an absolute disaster. I had a couple pars mixed in and a couple holes I don't want to talk about. So. Yeah, yeah. And just one of those holes where, like, you lose the ball and then you drop a ball back down. And you're like, yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to play the, little the foot double wedge. mulligan, the whatever we're calling <laughs> this at this point here. Yep. Yeah, but overall it was great. Um, Summer's come around the corner, so, and it's just, it, it's it's going great. So, how was your spring break? Uh, spring break was fine. Um, because I take subterms for classes, like they're eight weeks and eight weeks. I didn't technically get a spring break, but because everyone I knew was on spring break, I was like, Oh, I guess I'm on spring break. Like, okay, <laughs> I'll just do my schoolwork all on Monday and act like I'm off this week. So that's kind of how my spring break was, but no, it was, it was fine. It was fine. Um, for those of you who are, uh, here, go ahead and leave a review. Let us know what you thought of the pod today. Talk to us about uh, your NBA playoff predictions, what you think. Shoot your own two in the comments. Jackson, biggest game this week. Biggest game this week left. Or biggest event this week. Out of out of pick pick between if if anyone listening is like, what do I watch this week? Pick between NBA playoffs, NFL draft, or like an MLB game. I'm definitely saying the NBA playoffs one hundred percent. And specifically the game to watch for me. <laughs> is Minnesota and Memphis. Okay, yeah. That game five, that's the game to watch. I think winner wins the series. I think that's the game to watch for me. Okay, you watch that. I'm going to watch the NFL draft, and we'll reconvene. And I'm just kidding. I'll watch both of them, <laughs> and we'll still reconvene, and we'll talk about how it went. But, uh, no, thank you for listening to Double Bonus. This is Pacey, and I'm joined by, as always, Jackson Helm. We will catch you next week right here on Double Bonus.